Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. I am your host, Kevin Taylor, coming to you from my hometown, the capital of Georgia, the ATL of Atlanta, where we are ringing the sports bell from the ATL right here on this program. Get ready because we're going to talk nonstop sports from Atlanta and around the country as well. Make sure that you check me out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's real easy at Kevin Taylor 98 Again, that's Kevin Taylor 98 And also check out my YouTube page at Taylor May Sports with Kevin Taylor. And on there, you will see the halftime performance at this year's 2017 Celebration Bowl between North Carolina A&T and Grambling. Also, you'll see post-game comments on there between uh, uh, Bodrick Fobbs of Grambling State as well as uh, Rod Broadway, the head coach of North Carolina ENT. So make sure that you check out the YouTube page and uh, some great uh, interviews are on there and just from you know post-game comments. Uh, you know, so if you're a fan of sports, Atlanta sports, or just local teams, hey, you know, that's the place to be to check out some of those videos, all right? Now, what we're going to do on this program, you're going to hear comments from Coach Broadway, Coach Bob after the Celebration Bowl. Also, you'll hear comments from Clips and Hit Coach Dabo Sweeney and Georgia State men's head basketball coach Ron Hunter. So make sure that you stay close right here on Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. So let's go ahead and kick it off, right? Celebration Bowl, it was in town last weekend here in Atlanta at the Benz, better known or what I call the place, the house that Arthur Blank built. Mercedes-Benz Stadium was the place to be last Saturday here in Atlanta. And uh, we had a great time at the Celebration Bowl. Michelle Jakes, thank you for a wonderful time. Everybody associated with the Celebration Bowl, ESPN, sports, had a great time, no doubt about it. Thanks for allowing me to take part and be there for coverage as well. But Lamar Reynard, he scored on a one-yard quarterback sneak with 38 seconds left. And unbeaten North Carolina ENT, they won their second Celebration Bowl title in three years. Congratulations to the staff, coaches, players at North Carolina ENT. They defeated Grambling State 21-14, and uh, North Carolina ENT they're 12 and one. Uh, I'm sorry, 12 and 0. They didn't lose the game. They were 12 and 0, and uh, they won their fourth HBCU national championship. Renard, one of the four finalists for the Black. College Hall of Fame Player of the Year Award. He was he was great. Twenty three of forty three for two twenty five and a touchdown. He had seventeen yards on eight carries. Pretty good game for a quarterback, right? Grambling State quarterback Devontae Kincaid. He played his final game at Grambling State. He's also a finalist for the Player of the Year. He completed nineteen of thirty six passes for two hundred twenty five yards and two TDs, while also running for ninety three yards on the ground. Franklin McCain, the third, well, he was still on the defensive side. He actually won the MVP award, and uh, he stopped the Grambling drive following the second-half kickoff with a pick at the goal line. And North Carolina North Carolina and they went down the field to go ahead 14-7 on a uh, Marquell Cartwright 30-yard run. Now, North Carolina ENT they became the first MEAC team to go undefeated for an entire season as they continued their run under Coach Broadway. Now, they are 40-8 and eight with two HBCU national titles in four season, seasons under Coach Broadway. And uh, now let's hear from both head coaches. First, we'll start with winners. 
head coach, Ron Broadway. Ron Broadway. Uh, but let's start off. Let's give Gremlin their dues. There's two really good football teams out there today. And usually when you pick two good teams like that together, usually it's going to come down to who made the fewest mistakes and we're able to win the ball game. You know, we made way too many mistakes. You know, missed a couple field goals, had the ball first and goal late, you know, Ryan couldn't get it in. And, and we had a lot of opportunities to slip away. But as I told the team on the last drive, this is how championships are won. And we were able to go down the score, put the ball in zone, and end the season 12 and 0, which is unbelievable feeling. But he was Grambling State head coach. What a football game. Um, it was two heavyweight um, contenders going at it, and two champions going at it, and um, we stopped them in the red zone. They stopped us in the red zone. They turned us over in the red zone. We turned them over. Uh, we They just stopped us one more time than we did. And, uh, you know, it hurts. You know, uh, it takes a real man uh, and a group of men to put yourself out there and, you know, to, uh, to be told, no, you can't have it. So, uh, so I'm very, very proud of my team and coaches for what we've been able to accomplish, and, uh, and uh, it's been a it's been a great, great ride. You know, uh, I take my hat off to North Carolina A&T, great program, very disciplined ball club, great coaching staff. They did an awesome job, and they they deserve to win today. Coach Five really doesn't show a lot of emotion, but at that press conference. You could tell he was very disappointed. But uh, Coach Fives, you and your staff, you have nothing to hang your heads about. Played a great game. And, uh, you know, I know that you're going to still have much continued success coming up here in the years to come, no doubt about that. All right, it's Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. As we just recapped the Celebration Bowl, and, you know, I'm looking already to next year. I know 2018 is going to be uh, a great year for that game as well between the MIAC and the SWAC Conference, the Southwest Athletic Conference. All right, now, another bowl game is going to be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's the 50th, yes, the 50th annual Peach Bowl. Now, you know, throughout the years, it was Peach Bowl. Then it went to Chick-fil-A Bowl. That's back to the Peach Bowl. But uh, it's the 50th, the golden anniversary of the Peach Bowl. And uh, this game is better and better to me every single year. Central Florida, they're coming into town. They're undefeated. They're going to be taking on Auburn. Central Florida coming into this game at 12 and 0. Auburn is 10 and 3. Just barely missed out on the SEC championship game. Well, we know how that went on that title in the in the game, uh, losing to Georgia. But uh, hey, they come back to Atlanta and uh, they get to uh, try to avenge, I could say, you know, a loss inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Even though it's not against Georgia, but you know, you can still get a win against UCF. Now, the players to look out for for UCF are quarterback McKenzie Milton. He's passed for just under 3,800 yards, has 35 touchdowns, 497 yards with seven touchdowns as well. And uh, that's rushing, that is. Now, Auburn running back, uh, Karan Johnson, he's rushed for just over 1,300 yards and 17 TDs. Now, the Knights, Check this out. They were winless two years ago and have gone 18-6 in two seasons under head coach Scott Frost, who was named the Associated Press Coach of the Year, by the way. Now, Auburn, this is the Tigers' sixth trip to the Peach Bowl, and their first since beating Virginia 
four in 2011. Auburn actually scored one in the Peach Bowl, and the only loss came in 2001 to North Carolina when they lost 16 to 10. Now, the last time these two teams got together was in 1999. Auburn won 28 to 10. UCF comes into this game, good momentum, undefeated. Auburn, uh, well, they had some injuries a little bit. Uh, like I said, deflated after the uh, SEC championship game. I don't think Auburn's back on track just yet. I think UCF comes into this game and wins it, no doubt about that. So uh, you can catch this game at 1230 New Year's Day right here in Atlanta. Yes, Peach Bowl and uh, ESPN, you can catch it there as well. And uh, Peach Bowl is now part of the uh, college football playoff. So uh, good to see that game has just evolved throughout the years. Now another big game is the Sugar Bowl pitting – Number one seeded Clemson Tigers, who are 12-1. and one. They went 7-1 and one in the ACC this year against the number four seed Alabama Crimson Tide. They are 11-1, 7-1 in the SEC. Kickoff is at 8.45 p.m. on New Year's night. Of course, Clemson, they're led by quarterback Kelly Bryant. They, uh, you know, he's helped push the Tigers back into the college football playoff. He's completed more. Got 67% of his passes for just under 2,700 yards. Now, on the Alabama side, running back Damian Harris, he leads the team with 906 yards and 11 rushing touchdowns. Now, he's a threat to score because every time he touches the ball, he's, you know, athletic. He can, he, he can make moves, and he's averaging just over eight yards per carry. Now, Clemson, they've been playing well, and it showed in the ACC championship game when they beat Miami 38-3. to Alabama, hey, they've had some injuries as well on defense this season, now, even at linebacker. So we'll see how that really plays into the game, of course, which is trying to keep up with a strong Clemson offensive attack. But uh, Coach Nick Saban, hey, he expects his defense to be pretty much close to full strength by game time uh, on New Year's night. Now, the last time these two teams got together, Clemson beat Alabama 35-31. And can you guess what game that was? College football playoff after the championship game last season. So uh, that's how Clemson got to be the national champions by beating Alabama. Clemson is 22-19 and in bowl games, and uh, they are appearing in the postseason for the 13th straight season. Alabama is 38-25 and three record in bowl games. It's pretty good there, I would say and is trying to win his fifth national championship in nine seasons. Let's now hear from Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney from when all the head coaches were here in Atlanta and the College Football Hall of Fame for the uh, national press conference for the College Football Hall of Fame. We're excited. I mean, you know, hadn't been to the, I haven't been to the Sugar Bowl in 25 years, and Clemson hadn't been 59 years, so uh, what a great uh, opportunity for our team. Uh, obviously, I can't seem to get away from uh, these guys uh, as hard as I try. Uh, man, uh, it's not it's not an easy task uh, to play Alabama. Uh, I don't care where you put them. Uh, they, they've had the best team for a long time. Uh, we know it's, it's been two great games. I don't have any doubt this is going to be a, another great uh, matchup. But uh, i got a lot of respect for, for uh, what they do there, obviously, and Coach Saban. That they've had, uh, but look forward to it. It's going to be a great uh, opportunity to prepare, and uh, should be a great game.
Yes, I think it will be, and I think Clemson wins this game again this season. All right, now Georgia State. They played in the AutoNation Cure Bowl last weekend as well down in Orlando. And congratulations, the Panthers, Blue Nation. Hey, they've supported this program for many years. So uh, congratulations to Georgia State head coach Sean Elliott in his first season as they won the Cure Bowl 27-17 over Western Kentucky. Quarterback Connor Manning, he was named the MVP, and the Panthers finished the season at 7-5. So way to go and continue in that upward climb. Uh, Coach Elliott and everybody over at GSU. How you doing, Allison? How you doing, Mike Holmes, in the uh, sports uh, department over there, sports information department? And uh, thanks for helping me out and uh, great friends of mine that I've known throughout the years as well. All right, now let's move on to college basketball. It's Georgia Tech. They fall actually a few minutes ago uh, when we started <laughs> recording this program. They were playing Wright State, and uh, I believe the uh, score was 85-81. They fall at home. To Wright State, can you believe that Georgia Georgia Tech was having just so many problems this year? You know, I was at the game uh, when they played Tennessee, and uh, Coach Pastor was saying that ah, oh, you know, they didn't have Joshua Kogi, and Joshua Kogi made a big difference to this team. And when we get him back, you know, he's going to be a, a difference maker. But Coach Pastor, you have him back, and you still can barely win a game. The team is just not that good. You gotta realize that, Coach Pastor, the team is just not that that good. Last season, yes, you, you, you played very well. You did. But this year, it's not that good. Don't get me wrong. I love Tech. I do. But we have to be real here. They're just, they're just not. When you're losing to Grambling, when you're losing to Wright State, it's, it's not about one player. It's, it, it's, it's the whole team. It, it, they, they, they have some, some holes that they need to improve on. And they've been in games, true enough. Lesser opponents, closer games than what should have been. But, hey, that's just not that good. It's not that good. But uh, that, that's – I'm just going to leave it there. It's just not that good. All right. But uh, they've got an upcoming schedule. Uh, the 27th, rather Christmas against Coppin State, they'll be at home. On the 30th, they'll be traveling to Notre Dame uh, January 3rd. They'll be at home against six-ranked Miami and January 6th, home against Yale. Now, UGA, they're coming off a big 84-66 win earlier today against Temple. Now, their upcoming schedule is on New Year's Eve, the 31st, at 7th-ranked Kentucky, January 3rd against Ole Miss, and January 6th against Alabama. Georgia State, they're coming off a big win against UMass on Wednesday night where they scored on 16 three-pointers to win 71-63. Now, let's hear from head coach Ron Hunter after his team's big win on Wednesday. Good uh, good little win for for our kids today. Um, But we had that. We 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 were up 15 against Ole Miss on the road, and we couldn't close it. We had Dave beat the other day on the road. We couldn't close it. All we talked about was coming here, getting to the last media timeout, and then close in. That's why kids kept talking about we're going to close and close this. And especially when, when Georgia lost when we lost here. Because in our state, that's big for us. And so we played with, uh, we, we put a lot of energy. Our kids were ready to play. I knew they were in finals. And so um, this is a tough place. This is one of the toughest places in the country to play. And they don't lose many games in this building. So I'm really proud of our kids. Um, and, um, you know, we move on. All right. And moving on, they will. Because their upcoming schedule is December 23rd. Uh, against uh, Chattanooga, 
that's actually Saturday. And uh, the 29th, they will be in South Alabama against uh, South Alabama there. Um, and the 31st, they will travel to Troy to take on the Trojans. Uh, January, January 4th, they'll be home against Little Rock. And on the 6th of January, they'll be at home against Arkansas State. Clark Atlanta, the men's team, they're 11-1 and and 6-0 and at home. They face Spring Hill College on the 30th in Mobile, Alabama. Then they return home to face Lane College on January 4th and Lamont Owen on January 6th. Morehouse is 10-0, and they return to action in the new year, actually, on New Year's Day against Spring Hill College and return home to face Lamont Owen on January 4th and Lane College on January 6th. Now, the long season for the Atlanta Hawks, they continue. Just like Georgia Tech, the Hawks lose. On a three-point basket by Russell Westbrook. Can you believe it? The Hawks down by double digits, I believe, at 1.16 points. This, this crew without Dennis Schroeder battled back. I don't know why Coach Bud plays Kent Bazemore at the point guard position. He's not a, he's not a natural point guard. I, I just don't understand it. You have other other guys on the team who can play the point guard position. But why Kent Bazemore, I don't know. But, hey. I'm not a coach. But at any rate, the Hawks played very well, played very well against the Oklahoma City team. True enough, you had guys who were kind of mixed and matched in, you know, different lineups, different rotations, and things of that nature. But this team really, as Bob Rathman pointed out, was scrappy. They were a scrappy bunch tonight. It could have got the win. But Russell Westbrook, the MVP, Hits a three with just seconds remaining, I believe like two or three seconds remaining, and uh, that's what sealed the win. 120 to 117, the Hawks go down in Oklahoma City tonight. Now, for the Hawks on Saturday, they return home to face Dallas. On the 27th, they're home against Washington. On the 29th, they're in Toronto against the Raptors. The 30th, they're home against Portland, and that's the last home game before they begin a five-game road trip in Phoenix to start the year on January 2nd. The Hawks, yeah, like I said, their long season continues, but I, I, I see a good progression with this team. You know, a lot of people are like, hey, you know, the Hawks, they're just not going to do it this year, but, hey, they're going young. They're, they're trying to focus in on, you know, the new nucleus of players, young players, you know, getting some some good salary cap money and some good draft picks. You know, in, the, in a year or two, no more than two, I think this team will be more playoff competitive. Uh, this year, you know, just like any team that's rebuilding, you're not getting probably the calls that you should have, and you're not getting the wins that you feel like you should have. But this team, a not like I said, another year, they're going to be there, no doubt about it. It's Taylor May Sports with Kevin Taylor. Make sure that you check me out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Kevin Taylor 98 and also the YouTube channel at Taylor May Sports with Kevin Taylor. All right, the Atlanta Falcons have a big game this Sunday as they push for the playoffs against the New Orleans Saints. It's the dreaded rival, the, the most dreaded rival of all, the Saints. When the Falcons go down to New Orleans, it could be chaos. No, not, not to that magnitude. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. It could be, you know, one of the greatest games the Falcons could ever play 
or it could be one of the biggest letdowns the Falcons could ever have. Because the Saints, they barely lost when they played the Falcons two weeks ago. Last second interception by Deion Jones really sealed the win for the Falcons. Now, the Saints want to keep that momentum as they continue to lead in the in the division, the NFC South. They still have a lead over the Carolina Panthers. The Falcons know what's at stake for them because, of course, if they went out, they win the division. Falcons, if they lose one game, still should be okay. But you don't want it to come down to the last game of the season, which I, I've said that, that, that's going to come down to the division. Not getting into the playoffs, but the division. So obviously I'm telling you right now that I feel like the Falcons are going to go in to New Orleans. They're going to march into New Orleans, march into the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, and get a win and sweep the series with the New Orleans Saints. That's right. I said right here on this program. This program will be on Facebook, Twitter. I won't even want to know. Not just because I'm in Atlanta, but I feel that the way the Falcons will win this game is they are going to do everything that's necessary. To You're going to hear this right. Make sure they manage the time of possession. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. The Falcons sometimes are like three and out. But they're the best, still the best percentage team on third down to keep the clock moving, to keep the ball in the hands. They're going to manage the clock well, utilize their weapons well. The defense will do just enough to keep the offense well rested. But the only thing, though, that concerns me with this Falcons defense did you see how they played last Monday against Tampa Bay? That game should not have been that close. It, it, it could have went into overtime if the kick was made. But the Falcons, that's, that's been them all year. The upper echelon teams, they play much higher. The lower echelon teams, much lower. Just like the lower echelon teams, like the Tampa Bay. Go figure. The Falcons would be up for this game, but they've got to not only stop Drew Brees, but the running game of the Saints. The running game of the Saints is going to be key because, of course, it's going to open up the passing game for the Saints. The Falcons, of course, I'm just speaking football one-on-one, one-on-one. If the Falcons can contain the running game, of course, it makes Drew Brees beat them. I think the Falcons will be okay. But if it's the reverse, if the Falcons contain the passing game but not the running game, that's going to wear that defense down, and that is going to eat up a lot of yardage. And no matter how many substitutions the Falcons have, it's still going to come down to execution. And if the Falcons do not execute and stop the ball carriers for the Saints, then it's going to be a long day. And therefore, you are setting up for a possible playoff elimination or postseason entrance the following week against Carolina to end the season. So, those are my keys to the game there. Basically, clock management on the offensive side. Defensively, stopping the run. The Falcons were able to do that in, in the first game. They 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 work. They 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 play pretty solid against the run. So 
But of course, you know, it's like, which one do you want? Do we want the past? Do you want? Do you want the which one? I only is to become basically one dimensional with with the past, because with the Falcons defense and stopping the run, sometimes it just a lot of yardage can be eaten up. So that's 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 my take on that. But uh, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, coming up uh, Sunday, one o'clock inside the Mercedes Benz Superdome. But uh, should be a good game though. Should be a good game. I, I think that uh, both teams are going to be well prepared. Of course, the Falcons don't want to uh, lose this game. Who's uh, you know in the momentum, just like New Orleans doesn't want to lose this game and come out of the uh, first place seating that they have that uh, in the in the division. So, a lot of this stay here for both teams, but it's the dreaded rival, the dreaded New Orleans Saints. Yes, the dreaded Saints. <laughs> Falcons get the win in this one, no doubt. And uh, congratulations, they they're going to have a non-losing season. They're nine and five, and I expect for them to be ten and five after Sunday. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me, not only for this program, but throughout the year when the program has gone forth. And I thank you so much. This is the last program of 2017. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you in the new year after the National Football, National College Football Playoff Championship, because that's going to be held in Atlanta as well on January 8th. So we'll talk to you during that week as we recap that game as well. And, of course, hey, we'll, you know, start talking about playoffs for the NFL, and we'll see how college basketball is going, also see how the Atlanta Hawks are doing, and just more of talking sports from Atlanta and around the country as we continue to ring the sports bell from the ATL. Never be discouraged, always encouraged. Until the next time, my friends, again, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I'm out.